That's Alex Gorley. That's Michael Rodenbeck. And these are our Soberless Thoughts. And uh, tonight, we are celebrating spring break. Ah! Um, yeah, I, I feel like I'm too old for spring break almost, but I'm going to live it up anyways. Yeah, we're going to do it one more year. One more year. We're fifth year seniors. Uh, I'm like. 15th year senior <laughs> fifth fifth year fifth year yeah. uh tonight we are drinking uh i'm drinking a pina colada out of my viking horn nice what about you there uh mr gourlay me little old me uh i'm definitely gonna be drinking pina colada uh but it's a little bit more it's now is yours frozen oh yeah See, I kind of just made mine with a little bit of a, a little bit of rum. I had some pineapple juice, uh, and kind of just mixed in a little bit of, uh, kind of coconut milk and just kind of mix it up real good. Not as going to be as frothy as yours, but it'll be good. So, so uh, what I did was I went to the liquor store, and I started buying all of the ingredients, or I started collecting in my shopping cart all the ingredients that I would need for said pina colada right yeah and then as i go to the mixer aisle i'm looking for uh this coconut mixer that was on my list and while i'm there i see chi chi's pina colada mix yeah all you need to do is add ice in the blender and you're done oh for real yeah oh that's way easier i uh <laughs> When I usually make it, I use, uh, what is it? Uh, if I was actually making like a legit one, I was kind of running out of time, but, uh, I like to do, uh, like light rum, like Bacardi light, just like a clear rum. Uh, I like to use a little bit of banana liqueur. Um, then I like to use a little bit of pineapple juice, but then I like to use that. It's, I don't know what to call it. It's, it's not coconut milk. No, it is coconut milk. Uh, but it's not like, I don't know. It's not coconut milk you get at the store out of the milk aisle. You, It's like comes in a can and it's like condensed almost. It's like thick and chunky. Like it's not, it's not milk. It's not like put it on your cereal because it looks like <laughs> chunks. Um, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. I've seen yeah. like condensed, like condensed milk. Yeah. yeah. Um, they have that in the mixer. I'll, I, I like to mix all that together with some ice. Um, if I really want to do it up, I will add a little bit of coconut water to it too, uh, just to kind of lighten it up. But just depends. And rehydrate, you know, electrolytes, yada, yada. Oh, yeah, of course. Got to throw some of that, <clears throat> some of that white Gatorade in there. <laughs> Dude, uh, so yeah. So I got the Chi Chi's Pina Colada mix. Uh, and then on the bottle, it said for like a pint or something, a glass, yeah. like to put X amount in there. And it said, or for a pitcher to put like this amount in there and fill the blender with ice. So, of course, that's what I did. And uh, my pitcher is empty uh, now. And I it took 
two whole uh two whole horns viking horns to empty out the pitcher <laughs> and i'm halfway done with my second horn right now yeah before we even get this part before this party started viking on the beach yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah so uh that's what we're doing tonight yeah and also well we'll get to that in a second in lieu of spring break do you also have a beer with you to chug i got beers in the fridge yeah uh, definitely I, a light one if you got it <laughs> i got I'm, a i got a bud light yeah grab one of those i'll say we'll uh we'll chug a lug as well since it's spring break right, 2020 we'll chug, we'll, chug, we'll chug let me go get a bud light and we'll chug i'll tell everybody how man i really wanted to uh i really wanted to shotgun a beer but this man did not want to mess up his flooring of his house which is not very spring break like but damn it i gotta respect it um I will say this, man. Shout out to uh, a couple products I've seen out there on Instagram. If you were going out to spring break, uh, I feel like I'm about to do a commercial for that all of a sudden. Uh, I saw one. It was called like Kong Beer, Kong Bong or something. It was like a beer bong and a koozie. And basically, you just, you're chilling. And you're like, you know what? I'm not drinking this beer fast enough. And you hook that shit on the bottom, throw that shit up, boom. Kong bong or something. I don't know. And I was, uh, of course, I was telling Mike over here, who's back, uh, about the other one I saw, which was the koozie that was also a fishing line, which made so much sense. Mm. Mm. The, the guy that can, or he was a fishing pole. That's what it was. All right. You ready to do this? I have my, uh, my delicious beverage. Yeah, I've got a yingling because that's the lightest thing I had here. I think this is I think this is the can that I dropped on the on the concrete when I accidentally opened up my case earlier. Oh yeah. It, it's all dented to shitting back, and I think it's dripping a little bit too. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Spring break! Spring break! Oh. Wake up feeling blessed up, uh, piss you on that dresser. Uh, ain't afraid uh, to show it, I'll expose it if I dress up. Yeah. Riding in that tester, roasted nigga ketchup. Sipping on that several till I messed up, like yes, sir. So now I'm getting changed. People looking at me strange. Uh, like niggas switching lanes, never change to the same. Uh, we fuck bitches, uh, get paper. Yeah. You fuck niggas uh, on papers. Uh, we walk around with lasers. You probably own some tasers. Lame niggas disgrace us. They girlfriends. Yeah, been a while out for the weekend. Me, myself, and I, my three friends. Nigga, pillow broke it and leaf thin. ASAP niggas finna sneak in. Finger to the critics. Me and my nigga strill it. You know we finna kill it. ASAP. Me the you don't really want that Glock, boy. You don't really want to feel them shots, boy. You a B-boy. I'm a black boy. I'm a D-boy. I'm a hot boy. Six shots got me feeling like pop, boy. Party all night, shit don't stop, boy. Drunk as fuck and I'm ready to fight. Ballin' for the night, fuck me and put a light, boy. Wild for the night, fuck me and put a light. I'm going. Wild for the night, fuck me and put a light. I'm going. And, uh, 
that brings us right to our pina coladas. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a. I uh, oh, what is it? It's like the margarita where you know the the beeritas where they put the beer in the margarita, but we just did it without putting it in the pina colada. It's bad that you have to chase your beer with a uh, with a mix to drink. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> ah, it is so good though. I'm even using, I don't know if you can see this or not, but I'm using a straw in my Viking horn. <laughs> I see that. That's, that's what sets it off. That's like yeah. really what ties the outfit and yeah. everything that's going on right now. Like, I, I like it. Like, if we go to the beach together, you're bringing the Viking horn and a straw. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to have it. I got it because it came with a uh, thing that I can wear it around my neck. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot. Like, I. When I saw that, uh, I remember thinking, like, if we go to a beer fest, uh, you got to bring it. Oh, and I will. No doubt, this is my favorite thing to drink out of now. <laughs> I love it. Maybe one of my favoriteest ever uh, presents bought for me. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. I, uh, yeah, I. I feel like I go through waves of things I like to drink out of. Like, I used to love drinking out of this little mug that I took from an old job. I guess it doesn't matter anymore because I don't even think there's any around, but I used to work at Ruby Tuesdays. Yeah. And, and the bar or the restaurant I was working at closed, right? So everyone just started grabbing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like they came in and basically was like, Hey, no one has a job here anymore. And we've been lying to you all all summer about, uh, us closing down. We, but like I had already, I think I'd already had done it before then, but like, man, people were like stealing liquor bottles and stuff. I just, uh, I don't think I took anything that night. I think I just accidentally took one of those home or something like that. But it was it, the funny thing is, it's a beer that doesn't actually fit a full can of beer. But for some reason, everything that goes in that glass goes down really easily. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy named Brandon who I'm good buddies with, who is maybe the fastest chugger of beer I've ever seen in my life. Nice. And uh, he will be on the podcast this summer. Yeah. When we're recording live from the back deck. Nice. And uh, and he is uh, that episode we're going to do some PBR. <laughs> and, uh, and that's what he's going to chug. And he's going to attempt to break the Guinness Book World Record of chugging the the beer to the fastest. Yeah. And uh, can, can I challenge him to not just any beer? I want to challenge him drinking Ir or Irish car bombs, what we say in America, but over in Ireland, sorry. Uh, a car bomb. Uh, well, he's going to try and beat the record with PBR. I know. Well, I want to see that first. But then I want to do a one-on-one -on -one challenge of Guinness with a shot of half shot of Jameson and Bailey's dropped in it and down. And see who, see who can chug it the fastest? Yeah. 
I mean, he will he will accept your challenge. I guarantee it. Sweet. And, I just want uh, you to know this is going down. I I he's probably gonna out chug me, but I you I used to back when I was a spring breaker. I uh I wasn't the fastest beer chugger, but for some reason I could chug Guinness like no other. Um, okay. All right. And like those heavier beers, I like I've got a strategy. Like heavy beers, I can chug. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, it's it's on is what I'm saying. Okay. You just got to get your ass up here as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so tonight, tonight, and uh, in celebration of spring break, we are going to be talking about. The disappearance of Brian Schaefer hmm. on spring break. Okay. Do you know who Brian Schaefer was or about his disappearance? I don't know. Like, like part of me feels like when I heard Brian Schaefer, it made me think of like a dude, like, 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 person like it made me think of an actor that you can't ever think of the guy's name but you're like oh it's that dude he was also in this oh he's also that dude but you don't know his name that's what his name reminded me of yeah. um, that or someone I went to high school with yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, well he's a little bit older than you uh, yeah. and it's not he, he isn't been he wasn't played by Ben Affleck in a movie <laughs> <laughs> First, I'm gonna give you the facts and the 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 timeline as the in the story as to what happened. Okay. And then uh I think we should go into like some of the like top scenarios as to what people think happened or what could have possibly happened. Yeah. We will spitball and uh and uh do our little brainstorming session like we always do. And then I will let you know what I think actually happened. Okay. And uh, because I think that as we've stated before in this podcast, uh, there's really no mystery that we can't solve. Uh, yeah, pretty much. When we put our brains together, we can clarify everything that the <laughs> that the universe has thrown at us. Yeah. So here's the facts. Uh, Brian Schaefer was 27 years old, was in his second year of med school at the Ohio State University. Okay. All right. And uh, he disappeared on April Fool's Day at like 2 o'clock in the morning. Hmm. Okay. from a bar on high street in Columbus called the ugly tuna saluna. Is that the bar or the name of the road? That's the name. Of, the name of the road is high street. Oh, the name the, of the bar is the ugly tuna saluna. The ugly tuna saluna. Yeah. Wow. Now I personally, cause I'm the same age as this guy. Went to the Ugly Tuna Saluna as a college kid. Yeah, at Wright State, and would drive up the would drive up to Columbus on the weekends to party up there because they had far better parties at Wright or at 
OSU than they did at Wright State. Oh, sure. Yeah, so I was frequently driving up to Columbus on the weekends and partying up there on High Street, and I had been to this bar in this time frame. This happened in 2006. Okay. Okay. Uh, and uh, I and I was going up there before then, even like in the early early 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003. Yeah. So I've been to this bar. I know this bar. I've been to this bar like, uh, I don't know, at least a dozen times. But this is where he, this is where he disappears from. Okay. So, so here's the timeline for the day. This is March 31st, 2006. He goes to dinner with his pops. They go to Outback. They get some steak, right? Uh, a lot of the media makes it out like, uh, like, uh, like they're going out for a good time, but really, him and his daddy didn't get along at all. Mm-hmm. And they, the reason that they were going out was because uh, three weeks prior to this, his mom, who and he was a big time mama's boy, had passed away of cancer. Mm. So he, so he's depressed. The dad's depressed. Helmet and dad never really got along. They, uh, they go out to dinner to try and see if they can actually like make something of their relationship now that mommy's gone. You know. Yeah. Some people say that uh, allegedly at this dinner, the dad actually said, "Hey, we're cutting you off" because they were paying for his tuition and uh, and like his apartment and all that shit in Columbus. And they're like, hey, yeah, yeah, that's that's done. You're paying for all this shit now. Yeah. Uh, obviously, that can't be corroborate, you know. But supposedly, it it would make sense, you know. It would, it would make sense, yeah, yeah. Because now he's now he's on his own. He can't pay for the kid's shit, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. So it's just the dad now, the son, and the, he has a younger brother named Derek. Uh, but he's not at the dinner. So dinner goes how it goes. He goes back to his apartment. Now he's waiting for his buddy Clint, right? Used to be mm-hmm. his roommate. Now he's just a buddy. Uh, Clint shows up at his apartment and they walk to the bar. They walk to the ugly, the ugly tuna saluna, which is approximately six blocks from his apartment. Okay. Definitely walking distance. Yeah. So they walk to the bar. They're there for a little bit. They get there like 10, 10, 30, some shit like that. Then they go bar hopping. And according to Clint, they basically march their asses up high street, hopping in and out of each of these bars. And each bar that they go into, they do a shot. And then they go to the next bar and they work their way all the way down to the arena district, which is about two miles away. And uh, they get down, and once they get all the way down there, they want to head back up to the the ugly uh, the ugly tuna because they like the band that's playing up there, right? Well, they don't want to walk the two miles all the way back up. You know, it's fun walking down that way when you're drinking shots at every bar that you stop at. Yeah, no kidding. But once you're down there and you drink all them shots, you're like, well, fuck, I need to ride back up there. So they call their their good friend uh meredith up meredith comes picks him up 
drives them back up to the ugly tuna saluna. So now you're at like one fifteen in the morning. Okay. Yeah. By the way, side note, why is it like just, just to analyze, like analyze, like why is it when you're hammered sometimes walking is the easiest thing you could walk a marathon with the right buzz, but there's other times it's like you go too far into the abyss and it like a block seems like the most treacherous journey. <laughs> and it's so like, you're like, you're sweating, you're out of breath. You're like, Oh, what the, f- Oh my God. Like, it's just terrible. Yeah. It just depends on what phase of the buzz you're at. Yeah. Which I guess, you know, Reing up, getting a shot every time. You're like, I'm numb, I'm numb, I'm numb. Now we're like, now we got to walk back. Ugh, I'm too numb. Yeah, uh, <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mandy and I did that in downtown Cincinnati. We walked like the entire city, and we're like, now, okay, now our feet hurt, and we've completely lost all of our. <laughs> all of the buzz that we had gained before we left the bar. Oh yeah. And now I was like, okay, now this sucks. I, uh, and I think you actually came and picked us up. That I might have. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say I, uh, I was at a bar one time and my buddy who was driving goes like, Hey man, I'm I, he's like, I don't want to be here anymore. I want to head back to the house. He's like, you want to go? I'm like, no, nah, man, I kind of want to stay. He goes, well, I'm leaving. Uh, I'm like, okay. I was like, I, I guess I'll just catch a ride. And the funny thing is, I knew I didn't know anyone in this bar to actually catch a ride. But for some reason, I was like, eh, maybe I'll get a ride with somebody. Uh, and it was like a bar we kind of frequented at the time. But 2.30 hits, I'm hammered. I didn't catch a ride. So then I just start walking. And I walk downtown Lexington. And... It like let me put it this way. I, it was a, like and I was dressed pretty nice. Like you know, I got like dress shoes on, like nice pair of pants. I've got you know the douchey black button up. I was trying to like be all suave, uh, and I go. I'm trying to think how many miles that is. I uh, but anyway, like it. W- I would say I walked probably four or five miles, and yeah. I, I still had a probably another three or four to go Mm. and uh, a complete stranger pulls over and goes hey man you all right i'm like yeah i'm fine i was like i I was like i just got left at the bar i'm just making my way back home and um, he's like you want me to give you a a ride and me being drunk i was like sure appreciate it and i get in this dude's car with him right and don't give now don't get me wrong i'm a pretty good judge of character off the bat and he's like where do you live i'm like oh like right up here like a couple miles up uh, at this other kind of like area that was like a lot of college kids and we he's like super super nice like like church people nice you know what i'm talking about yeah like like hey you okay buddy right you need to ride i was like yeah man hell I just made a new friend and we're driving. I'm like, Hey man, how was your night? He goes, that was, it was pretty good. I was like, Oh yeah. What'd you get into? He goes, Oh, me and a bunch of people we were playing Scrabble. <laughs> oh shit. 
And he goes, what'd you do? I was like, I got hammered at a bar and uh, <laughs> my ride left me and I walked home until yeah. you picked me up. And then he dropped me off and that was the end of the story. But it's just crazy now to think like, like if it was a freaking, you know, human trafficker i'm oh, just yeah. like oh you want me getting this windowless van sure buddy yeah. uh you got a beer yeah <laughs> you got some candy in the back i'd like some it yeah. sounds delicious <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you need me to help you move a couch cool <laughs> <laughs> oh man which serial killer was it that always did that? God. <laughs> well, I I was doing the reference from uh, Silence of the Lambs, Buffalo Bill. Oh yeah, I, yeah, that was it. <laughs> yeah. Let me put this up in here. Yeah. And I I gotta say something that, like, I know it's not PC now, but and I've heard like comedians say this, but I I actually got my wife to watch Silence of the Lambs, which to me is like, uh like a cornerstone of our relationship of me getting her to watch scary ish type movies. Yeah. And, and I got her to watch it cause she likes all the murder mysteries and like pretty much every horrific thing people do to one another. Like that's her Netflix cue. She's got like this murderer or she's got uh, like this kidnapper or she's like, you know, like, you know, watching both of those and splitting it up with our Kel- surviving R Kelly or some crazy shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I even made a comment the other day. She was like, "What do you want to watch?" I was like, "Something happy, right?" <laughs> uh, but so because she likes all that, I was like, "All right, Silence of the Lambs. It's a thriller. It's more thriller than gore, and it's like more of the you know psychological part of it." But like I rewatched it. I hadn't watched it like since high school, and the part where Buffalo Bill is sitting there and he's at his house and um, Clarice comes to the door and she's like, yeah, have you seen this person? Uh, and he, he goes, is she a big fat, fat person? <laughs> <laughs> Something about how he said it and how awkward that would have like, how awkward is that to say to another human being? Is she right. a big fat, fat person? Like, <laughs> like, I mean, she was she had a little extra weight, but I mean she I wouldn't go all that far. Uh but <laughs> it, it it was the awkwardness of what he said that made me laugh so hard. And I was like, I don't even think I laughed about that the first time I saw it. Yeah. But now that I understand, you know, awkwardness of regular conversation. <laughs> uh Brian Schaefer. Brian Schaefer. <laughs> Oh, uh, let's all right. We're steering back on the back on the course. Yep, that's right. Um, all right. So it where, was one. Where did I leave off? Okay. One. Oh, okay. One 15 ish in the morning. Yep. Uh, the three of them. So now it's Brian, Clint, and Meredith. Yep. And they head back to the ugly tuna saluna. Okay. Now, this, this is Columbus. They've got security cameras like literally fucking everywhere dude yeah. everywhere they were they were like the most cctv'd city in all of ohio by far by like right. double yeah so uh there's security camera footage of them going going into the bar 
at one whatever in the morning, one fifteen in the morning, something like that. Okay. And then you see the the next time you see him on the video is at one fifty five in the morning, and he's outside of the of the bar standing next to the escalator the way that this the way that this bar is it's in a complex okay Okay. with like a bunch of other businesses there's like a movie theater next to it and a couple other bars and shit and this is up on the second floor okay so you have to go up either stairs or an escalator there's one way in one way out okay go up the stairs or the escalator and there's camera right there at the top of the escalator and the stairs that shows everybody going in and out Okay. Yeah. So you see him come out. It's like one fifty-five in the morning and he's outside talking to these two girls, like clearly like flirting with these two girls. Right. Yeah. Well, he dude's got a girlfriend. Ooh. He's been with this girl named Alexis, Alexa, Alexa, Alexis, Alexis, <laughs> Alexis. <laughs> yeah. Alexis. For uh, for like nine months now, right? Yeah. And they're actually planning a spring vacation to Miami. And they're supposed to be flying out of Columbus on Monday. And he just called her earlier, or maybe she called him. Maybe he called her. I've heard different stories from different sources. Uh, Either way, they got on the phone at some point earlier in the night. And he basically was talking all this you're the best baby i love you i love you so much can't wait to go on this this spring break with you to miami blah 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 some people think oh wow he's such a nice guy he's like really talking up his girl right yeah other people are like listening to the to what he what he was saying they're like ah i don't know it kind of sounds like knowing that he disappeared that night like maybe he was saying goodbye Ah, okay. Like maybe it was his little, it's not you. You're an amazing person. It's me type of speech without having to say it before he, you know, up and vanish. Yeah. Regardless, night goes on. Now it's one fifty-five in the morning. He's supposedly drunk. He's outside of this bar flirting it up with these two girls. The one girl actually gives him her phone number nice and uh then you see the two girls leave because it's two o'clock two o'clock's closing closing time open all the doors and let you out into the world closing time turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl Closing time One last call for alcohol So finish your whiskey or beer Closing time You don't have to go home But you can't stay here I know who I want to take me home
you know how you know how college bars are, Alex. Yeah. When it's closing time at a college bar, what's it like being a bartender working in a college bar closing time? Oh, it is straight chaos. It's it's herding cats, man. It's like <laughs> it's basically like the best thing you do is turn the lights on so everyone's blinded. They're like, oh, oh, and they're like, oh my god, you're not, you know, uh, <laughs> you're not who I thought you were. Um, the tens turned to sevens. Yeah, and uh, you're like, wow, that was some good mood lighting. And then, but then there's also the guys that are like, huh. Oh God! It's already that time. What's left? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that ten that or that ten that is now a five. That'll do. Uh, uh, <laughs> but even then, like once, <laughs> once their vision adjusts. That'll do, pig. That'll do. <laughs> I mean, let's be real here. Uh, <laughs> Hey, and I guarantee you, it's not just dudes that are doing that too. They're like, "Oh, oh look yeah, at that fucking slob." Yeah, you'll do, you fucking pig. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, uh, but yeah, then even, so once their vision adjusts to the shock of reality that you just doused them with, well, then they just go right the fuck back to what they're doing. And they all just turn and keep talking to each other, and then you got to get like, it's it's funny how violent and aggressive the bartenders and bouncers have to be, and none of them are phased. Yeah, like normally you would get pretty upset if someone was like, "Get the fuck out!" and you all are gonna just damn butt and just scream it, right? Yeah. But for some reason, when you're that hammered and that young. You're just like, yeah, man, we're leaving. Hey, you have a good night. I said, leave, bitch. Yeah, I love you too, man. I'll see you next week. Like, it's just not the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) So this is the exact situation happening at this bar at this time, right? Yeah, right. The, The bartenders and the security at the bar just shoving everybody out. Get the fuck out. Like you just said, screaming. Get out, yeah. right? Shuffle, you know, <laughs> hurting, hurting cats. <laughs> yes. Get out, right? So, uh, so this is what happens. Every and the Meredith and uh, and Clint, you see them on a the security camera. Exit, stage left. Go down the escalators to their car. You see them looking around. You see them making phone calls. They're calling. Brian, where are you at, man? We're, we can't find you. Where are you at? Yeah. Can't get a hold of him. So that off they go, right? They're gone. Now it's Saturday day. Alexis is blowing up her boyfriend, trying to get a hold of him. She was in Toledo, which is why she didn't go out with him that night because Meredith was actually one of her friends. Ah, okay. Uh, can't can't get a hold of him. Doesn't know where he's at. Dad starts calling him. Can't get a hold of him. Doesn't know where he's at. Derek, the younger the younger brother, was actually supposed to go out with him that night, but uh, he went to a stand up comedy show. Nice. And instead, with his girlfriend, 
and then said he was too tired afterwards from laughing so much. It must have been an Alex Gorley show. You damn right it was. And uh, had to go home to recover from all the belly laughing he was doing. So <laughs> actually, this time of frame, it might have been a Mike Odenbeck show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In 2006. Uh, so then he he goes home. Nobody can get a hold of Brian, right? Yeah. So now it's Monday. Alexis is at the airport, ready to fly to Miami. Hasn't got a hold of her boyfriend all weekend. Doesn't show up for the flight. Freaking out. That's when the police really start looking and are really starting to get worried, right? Yeah. So they go to the uh, the Ugly Tuna Saluna, which is the last place anybody's seen him alive. They get, they pull all the security video, and in the process of their search, they uh, actually count and cross off every single person that walks into that bar that night as they go in and as they come out. So this guy and the Hawaiian t-shirt with a lay goes in. Okay, where's he at coming out? There he is coming out. Okay, cross him off the list. Next person. This person goes in, comes out, right? Yeah. So they do that for like literally every single person that goes into the bar. The only person that they can't find that comes out of the bar is Brian Schaefer. Huh. Like he never even left the bar. Yeah. Okay. So then you find out later that, well, shit, this wasn't the only exit, the only way out of the bar. There was a back door. And that's where like the band came in and out of. And that's where like most of the staff came in and out of. And there is a video camera in the hallway for the back door. And the police have that video footage, but of course they haven't released that to the public. And they say that they watched that and they didn't see Brian on that either. Yeah. But the last thing that he said to Clinton Meredith before he separated with them in the bar was, Hey, I'm going to go talk to the band. And right as he walked away from them was when the lights clicked on and everybody's like, all right, everybody get the fuck out. Da, 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 da. And they got pushed out of the bar. Huh. This is what happened. Those are the facts. Okay. That's what we know. Yeah. Oh, another, and here's another, here's another tidbit of information. Supposedly, uh, Brian Schaefer was going to propose to Alexis while they were in Miami, Miami even though they had only been together for nine months. Uh-huh. But previously, Brian had dated a girl for eight years and never even thought about proposing to her. Yeah. So this guy. Okay. I told you he was a med student, right? Mm-hmm. Second year med student. He'd already got a degree in like biochemistry or some shit like that. But he's his passion was being a rock star. That's what he wanted to do. Nice. 
His favorite band was uh, Pearl Jam. He had this Pearl Jam stick man tattooed on his bicep. Okay. Okay. He uh, he loved playing the guitar. His 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 uh, goal in life, he always said, was to live on a beach somewhere and live like Jimmy Buffett would want to live. All right. That was his goal in life. And the way yeah. to get there was to be a doctor to make as much money as he could in the shortest amount of time as he could to retire and go play his guitar on a beach somewhere, sipping margaritas and smoking weed. Like, <laughs> yeah, and just chilling. Yeah. That was his goal in life. Nice. That's a good goal. Right. So knowing that about this guy, here are the scenarios as to what could have possibly happened. Number one, he just simply walked away from his life. Yep. Thought that. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. That crossed my mind first. It was just, you know, him and his dad, not talking. His mom passed away. You know, he seemed interested and other ladies a little bit, or maybe he just wanted to be free. And maybe he just like, you know, just was like, you know what? I don't like the way this is going and just left. But where did he go? And how did he get out of the bar? Yeah. Now, part of me is thinking maybe he got out with the band. Like maybe every time they see the footage, he's hidden. Because if you know, a band could be a big group of people. Like if you if there's five members and let's say a couple groupies or maybe a bus driver, like you're talking about a group that's lumped up in a grainy film, you know, an extra face in the crowd, you might not notice. So now I listened to this podcast today yeah. about this guy. And the guy doing the podcast is a local guy from Columbus, a local band music guy from columbus yeah and when he found out who the band was that was playing that night he said he about shit himself because he knows all three of the guys that are in that band oh right and he's like fuck he's like i personally know these guys i'm i'm buddies with these guys so he calls them up and he asked them if they because this was huge news in columbus at the time yeah yeah he's like you know do you guys remember that night and remember playing at the tuna that night and you know what happened and all three of these guys remember that night like remember it well yeah and they said that they did go out they did go out that back door and they said that there was a whole big group of people that the bar security and people shoved out that back door with them when there was closing time he said they said there was like 20 people most ah. of them, they had no idea who they even were. Yeah. All got shoved out that back door with them when it was closing time. Yeah. So it's a very good possibility that he was one of those random group of people, especially if what Clinton Meredith said that, you know, he was going to go talk to the band right before closing time happened. Yeah. Makes sense. Right. And then he got, just got shoved out that back door with them. And then, so then that brings up, why won't the police release that video? Uh, Maybe it shows their own, like, 
that where they messed up because they're like I don't know like I, my wife's been watching um the Cecil Hotel I think that's what it is yeah the documentary on I think it's on Netflix or something yeah yeah and it kind of brightened my mind a little bit about internet investigators where these people will comb over footage like obsessively and enough people doing it someone might see someone might finally see something that no one else saw they i mean these people slow i mean it's insane to me the level of analysis on a single 30 second video you know yeah well the guy this podcast was talking about he's like i got friends and like the production of like movies and shit who like they that's their job is to sit around and look at videos look at daily takes and stuff to to catch like their eyes are trained to catch shit in the background and stuff yeah and he's like i wanted that video to to send to those people so that they can watch it to see if they can find him. Because if anybody would find him, it's somebody like that. See, not tooting my own horn or anything. I swear, I think I would be, I could be one of those people. <laughs> not like, but like the production dudes, I couldn't tell you how many times I've looked at my wife and be like, like, it'll just be like the quickest clip. Like we were watching, um, Oh, what the hell is it? Like, name that tune, right? And uh, we're watching that, and like, it it pans over the crowd. I'm like, oh my god, did you see the old woman in the third row up? And she goes, <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm like, the old woman third row up with a big feather in her hair. And they're like, no. And then we're like, we were we, we rewind it, and she was like, oh my god, that's hilarious. How did you see that? I'm like, how did you not? <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah that that's me like i see random stuff like that for whatever reason it usually has to be humorous in my eyes if it's not funny i don't care <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well then i don't know maybe this would work for you maybe not maybe yeah, right just, maybe if he's like oh that's a funny guy <laughs> yeah look at those glasses i don't know uh what well, so here's the thing about the scenario so if he walks away from his life yeah like so he's got this grand plan to do it while he's fucked up from doing all these different shots at all these different bars. Like that's not really the best, you know, uh, state of mind to be in to, to do your escape plan. I mean, or it was all a setup to begin with. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> or, or he was, cause a lot of, a lot of witnesses at the bar that night say that, yeah, he wasn't like completely waste, like falling down wasted, but he was seemed like he was pretty drunk. Yeah. I can pretend to be pretty drunk. Yeah. If especially, I needed to. Especially if you have just a little bit, like just enough to make you feel warm inside, you can really turn that dial up. Oh yeah. Dude, yeah. there's been time there's been times at the bar where I've pretended to be completely wasted where I was a hundred percent sober just to get out of whatever bullshit. My girlfriend at the time was trying to get me into. Yeah. And I, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and just be like, damn, like how much did you have to drink? <laughs> We're like, holy shit. You yeah. Know? And it, and I just played it off like that. So, and he wasn't that wasted to where he's like having full on conversations with girls and shit, trying to pick them up, getting their numbers and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. So here's uh, uh, scenario number two is uh, suspicious activity. Nice. Okay. Let's say he does make it out that back door, right? Yep. Gets out there. Now, this is not the greatest neighborhood in the world. Yeah. Okay. Th- this is High Street, Columbus. A lot of, lot of uh, muggings. A lot of nefarious activity happens. Didn't you call it something district? I feel like every time something's called a district, nothing good ever happens there. Where they where they had originally walked down to was the arena district. Oh, arena district. It's always like, yeah, the gun toting district, or yeah, yeah. the, <laughs> the well, robber district. High up on high street where yeah. the tuna was is the gun tote district. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a. Uh, it's just it's a just a long street of bars and uh, a lot of partying and a lot of craziness. Yeah, and uh, a lot of people getting starting shit and getting into shit. Okay, so maybe he made it out the bar. Maybe he made it out that back door, and uh, maybe something happened to him. Maybe there was a fight. Maybe he talked to some girl that he wasn't supposed to talk to. Yeah, you know, and uh, a fella didn't appreciate it, or maybe there was just a guy sitting in the bar who wasn't all you know a second year med student who was wasn't twenty seven years old and had done this five hundred times and was shy and uh, couldn't muster up the courage to go talk to a girl, but could muster up enough courage to go beat the shit out of the dude who could go talk to a girl. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I see where you're going with it. Because uh, I've I've seen those types of scenarios before in bars. Yeah. And I've known those types of guys. I've been in fights with those types of guys before. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they exist. So I know, I know that's a possible scenario. See, when you started that, I thought you were going to say, like... <sighs> A guy sitting at the bar, maybe a loner by himself, eyeballing people at the bar and looking like essentially uh, a wolf in sheep's clothing being meaning like some cold blooded killer is out on the hunt. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to get to there. We're oh, okay. get- sorry. Didn't mean to jump ahead there. That's uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe we're there. We'll go with that one. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So let's, st- let's stick with that. Um, have you ever heard of the smiley face killer? No. So <laughs> there's these two uh, former New York detectives that wrote a book about this and they believe this wholeheartedly. And now there's like a whole following online on reddit and shit where uh 20 to 30 year old attractive 
upper class, like upper middle to upper class white men go missing and then are found dead in a body of water close to where they went missing with a smiley face spray painted somewhere where either they went missing or where they were found. Oh, shit. And they think that it's not one serial killer, but an actual network of serial killers in the Midwest that are taking these guys out. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Wow. That's like a whole nother level. That's like, that's like technology at its worst. It's, uh, (laughs) and like the smiley face is the calling card. Yeah. To say, I got one. Right. Hit me up on fucking the grinder for or tender for killers. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. So like maybe a dark web type website or something where they're all meat grinder. Yeah. That would be it. Yeah. Where they're all (laughs) gathering up. Right. Yeah. And uh, so there's, and I think it was uh, in the last 10 years, there's been over 1,300 men who have vanished that fit that description. Wow. In the United States alone. Yeah. That's, I had no idea. These are like healthy fit between the ages of 20 and 30 men who have gone missing from bars in the last 10 years. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot of dudes. No kidding. So they're, they're saying in the, in the, the FBI actually considered this scenario and looked into it uh, quite hard when Brian Schaefer went missing. Yeah. And then they eventually ruled it out because they had no, they like searched up and down the river. That's like, there's like a river that's like five blocks from where this bar is. And they, they searched up and down that river. They never found anything. His, his body's never been found. Wow. Really, really people don't know if he's alive or dead to this day. Yeah. Another scenario is he could have, uh, changed or disguised himself and then exited the bar and then slipped away and uh changed his life and went and moved to the virgin islands or some shit and uh is living on a beach playing a guitar yeah smoking weed smoking weed but then that goes back into the first scenario like why would he walk away like do you really think he would walk away from his life and uh walk away from his brother and his his dad and his family that's left just because his mom died i mean grief does crazy things to people yeah if if she was the glue that kept that family together once it you know once that was severed maybe he just was like you know it might not even be like you know it it, like there's a double-edged sword of this of like it's either he left because he's like, you know what, I'm gonna better myself, or maybe he was so depressed he goes, you all, you all would do better without me, and then left. Maybe. Yeah. He was in his second year in med school, though. I mean, I, I think he could. He was about to be making a lot of money working as a doctor somewhere. 
I mean, money, I mean, he might not have been happy. He just wanted to play jam music and smoke that weed. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good scenario. Yeah. Um the last the last scenario is right behind this bar mm-hmm. was a construction zone. They're building like a new building back there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and if you went out the back door, you basically went right out into the construction zone. Now there was a lot of, uh, video camera footage of the construction zone. Yeah. And there was a chain lean fence that was pretty tall around the entire construction zone. But a lot of people believe that something happened to him and he either went into the construction zone or was put into the construction zone and then was concreted over to never be seen again. And that's Damn. why we've never found his body. Yeah. Okay. I, I understand the question you asked your stepfather earlier now. Um, right. So uh, before we started recording, I was telling Alex that I called my stepdad today who is uh, like a foreman for a concrete company and was like, hey, uh, how easy would it be to tell if you were about to concrete over top of a dead body? (laughs) (laughs) And he was very concerned with my question. (laughs) (laughs) As he should be. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) And uh, I'm like, like, Okay, so let's say best case scenario for uh, somebody trying to hide the body is maybe they dug a little hole under like a floor that was about to be poured and then buried him under there to keep him like under the dirt, right? Yeah. Like I would, like if I was going to try and hide somebody under a concrete floor, that's probably how I'd go about it. It would make the most sense because the people laying the concrete wouldn't see anything. Okay, so I asked him that. I said, does that make sense to you? And he said, no, absolutely not. And here's why. Because the the dirt where they're about to pour the concrete is all compacted down. Yeah. So if somebody dug that up, it would be extremely noticeable. And they would clearly see that somebody dug that up. Yeah. On top of that, it's you can't even get to the dirt because they have plastic over top of the dirt and then they have wire mesh over top of the plastic mm, before they pour the, before they pour the concrete what if he f- was put into already wet concrete well this happened on a late friday night saturday morning if you know anything about people working for the city government laying concrete that shit don't happen late at night on a Friday night. True. Nor on the weekends. So nobody would even be coming back to that job site till Monday morning. But what if they had laid it earlier that day and it was wet enough to hide them? It wouldn't stay that wet that long. By two o'clock in the morning, by two, two thirty in the morning, that's already that's already hard enough where you can walk on it. Mm. Even if they even if they didn't finish pouring it till seven, eight o'clock at night. Yeah. So, so that, like that basically, you know, he would have to be there a couple of days and then they would come in Monday morning 
And then it would have to be like a combined effort of conspiracy between like the manager of the job and all the workers to be like, okay, let's not call the police and let's just go ahead and pour this floor. Yeah. We, we got to get this cheesecake factory built. We can't push this back any further. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I think we should just throw that whole scenario out. I yeah. don't even think that's a possibility. What if he never left the bar? What if he never left the bar? That's the part that keeps resonating in my head. What if he never left the bar? So, so this is, so this is uh, something that I thought of when I first heard this story, and I did a little research online for like two minutes to try and find out because uh, this is exactly what I thought. the The police only pulled the footage from that night. Yeah. Okay. They didn't pull from the next day or from the next morning mm-hmm. or from any time that weekend. Yeah. Just that night. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen the movie Inside Man with Clive Owens and Denzel Washington? No, I don't think I have. Well, Clive Owens hides inside of the bank until the, and the bank closes. And then he robs the bank after the bank's already closed. Yeah. And he's already in there and they close up for the night and he's already stashed in there. That's why they call it inside man, right? Yeah. That makes sense. He's, he's like hiding inside the vault or some yeah. shit. Um, and that scenario came to my, like the first time I heard this story, I thought that like he could have found a spot inside the bar and everybody's too busy herding cats to get them all out that they don't see him in his hiding spot. Everybody wraps up, mops the floor, does whatever they do before they leave. They're too busy worried about smoking a J and getting shit clean and getting the fuck out. Yeah. And they do that. And then off they go. And now he's by himself in the bar. And now he can just walk out whenever he wants. And at that point, cameras are off. Nobody's looking for him. Nice. Right? Right. Like, hell, I was actually even thinking, what if you paid off one of the bartenders to, like, stash him underneath something? Or, see, originally I was thinking, like, what if you, like, I don't know if this place has a basement or anything. Like, what if you went down the basement and somehow, like, got, like, he wiggled, I don't know, in a wall or something. And then he got stuck in the wall and couldn't get out. Oh, and died in the wall and died in the wall. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, what if he like went in the basement? There was something he thought he could like wiggle through, you know, you know, like this. This is the part of like if you ever go spelunking or whatever, we go underneath the ground. But like if you get stuck like with your chest, like it, your body will start to swell and you won't be able to get out. Here's the thing. Yeah. Uh they did massive renovations on this bar, like a, just a few years, a couple years after that, mm. where they took down walls and everything else. Dude was never found. Damn. It's, he wasn't in there. He wasn't inside the bar. And mm. now in 2018, that bar is now gone. They've completely huh. tore that whole place down. All the evidence is gone. Never found him. He was not inside there. 
did they do like any uh you know they could send out like a uh like almost like a sonar on the concrete of next door i don't know if they did that but they did have a cadaver dog go yeah through the bar and through the construction area no hits yeah no hits so of those scenarios what do you think is your is your lean to i'm starting to lean towards either maybe he got in a fight fell into the construction site but i'm kind of really leaning towards he just walked away he goes ah, i'm gonna go teach english in peru or something <laughs> right actually he hated english that was his, his most hated subject oh really he could have been a doctor in peru though yeah here's what i think happened okay all right he was recruited by the cia <laughs> okay hear on. me out hear Go me on. out on this I'll, okay? I like where this is going all right his mom had just died yeah has no relationship with his father to speak of that right there is prime real estate for a spy Okay, you don't have a family that you need that you're worried about that you want to go home to. Yeah. The only one he really cared about that much was his mom, and she's gone now. True. Okay. This guy was had a genius level IQ, could literally do whatever he wanted. Six foot two, very athletically fit, very handsome, can blend in to a crowd. I think he's prime. He's a prime individual to be recruited by the CIA to be a spy. Yeah. So what they do is they take him in. They say, hey, what we're going to do is we're going to have you go to this bar. We're going to have you go out with this buddy. You're going to pretend to get drunk, right? He's going to be doing shots. He's not even going to notice that you're not actually doing the shots. Yeah. Just pretend to get drunk, okay? You're going to end up back at this bar. We already have the back door ready to go. As soon as it's closing time, make your way. Like, find a way to get away from your group. Just walk away from them. Uh Go out the back door. We'll be waiting out there with a car. Off we go. Yeah. Right? So then the police get a hold of the video footage of the of the hallway in the back and that's why they won't release it because he's met with two guys in suits at the back door yeah jumps into the back of a lincoln and off they go not bad right yeah now he's over in russia fucking doing some shit with the cia <laughs> i mean probably yeah. probably got a little little uh facial construction surgery to make him look just a little bit different just enough where people won't recognize him right and one of his cousins said that every time he went to uh like he met up with him at christmas or some shit like dude had like a different identity every time he freaking showed up at christmas like one year he had long hair one year he had a beard then the next year he had like a goatee and like short hair and then he had like long hair and like a big long like 
fucking soul patch or some shit. Like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's changing his look every single year. Yeah. You know, it was kind of like an inside joke with their family. Like, what's Brian going to look like this year? <laughs> so he's already got like the master of disguise going on. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's my goal. That's what I'm thinking, man. I'm thinking he got recruited by the CIA. They came, they approached him. I think that final dinner with his dad was like his last little, like his last dinner with his dad, basically. Yeah. Like, like this, this is the last you'll see of me. Yeah. Uh, my, my name's going to be Agent 437. And I, uh, and that's why he wanted his brother to come out so he could, he could hang out with his brother one last time. That's why he gave his girlfriend that, that last goodbye call, you know? Yeah. And then that was it. He was gone. Maybe he was going to try and flirt with some girls a couple of last times. And then I was that. He was out. Then listen to this. Like right. two years later, his dad dies in a freak storm accident where it had like Ohio had this freak wind storm and a bunch of trees and shit got blown down. And supposedly in his backyard, a tree limb fell from a tree in his backyard, hit him in the head and killed him. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. I think his dad found out that he was a spy and was going to come public with it. And they offed him for it. Oh, really? I was sitting there thinking he's not actually dead. He, uh, he found out they're like, look, here's your options is like you can fake your own and go hang out with your son or go into like witness, pre witness protection program. Uh, apparently. Yeah. Just do just pull another fake, uh, fake his own. Yeah. That could happen too. I like yeah. that idea even better. That yeah. makes us less of an asshole government. Yeah. <laughs> or they're like, Hey, we need a father son team. Uh, <laughs> This is a 90s uh, spy movie. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but uh, okay. So imagine, imagine you're the younger brother in this scenario, though. Oh, that is rough. Like your mom dies, your brother disappears, and then your dad dies. Yeah. Your whole immediate family is gone in a three year time period. That's wild. Yeah. That's rough. That's when you grab a guitar and go to <laughs> <laughs> wherever and just hang out on the beach. Yeah. Uh, so that's my that's my final solution. That's what I think happened. I think he Clive owned the shit. I think he was the inside man. Yeah. And he snuck out with a with a and got into the Lincoln with the two suits, and now he's working for the CIA somewhere off in the distance. Yeah. Running black ops. Yeah. As he's the team he's, medic. He's exactly that's what I was about to say. He's the team medic. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. He's probably in the walls somewhere. No, um they're <laughs> <laughs> a big pile of concrete. He's he's the Ohio Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm still leaning towards he stepped away. Yeah, because you would think if like a fight broke out afterwards, 
someone would have saw it and said something by now. Like, so here's, so here's a little bit more information to lean more your way. Okay. Yeah. When his dad died, they had the memorial service thing and they had a, a obituary thing posted online. Right. Right. Somebody commented on the obituary saying, quote, I love you, dad. Love Brian. And it said on there from the Virgin Islands. Okay. Now people saw this and freaked out like, holy fuck. He's really in the Virgin Islands. He really is still alive. Yeah. And even the police got involved and started searching into it to see if there was any legitimacy to this. And yeah. they, they, they found out that the post was actually from an IP address that was at an internet cafe in Columbus. Okay. Wow. So they think that, so the police think, and what I heard on these different podcasts I listened to about it, that they're saying, okay, well, it was just some asshole punk who thought it'd be funny to write this and like just cause a stir or whatever. Yeah. I'm thinking, what if it was really him though? Yeah. He was at the funeral. There was no video footage of who posted the post at the internet cafe. Yeah. They have no record. The guy paid with cash. They have no record of who it was that posted that. Yeah. It could have been him. I think it was. It could have been him. He Jason borned it. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, normally, who one, who does that? Like it's yeah. 2009. If you're going to post something online, you're going to post it from your computer. Oh, for sure. Like who even goes to these at that point? Who goes to the freaking internet cafes anymore? Yeah, no kidding. Right. So he goes in there, posts this thing on like, like of all random things, he posts that on there and then walks out never to be seen or heard from again. Wild. I'm waiting for him to come walking behind me right now on this beach. Yeah, right. <laughs> like waving. Yeah. As he walks by. Like there he is. There yeah. he is. See, there he is. Ah! Come up out of the water, throw his hair back, strut oh. up on strut up on the sand. Did you miss me? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah. we did. That's the story of Brian Schaefer. Yeah. AKA. 0077. 0077. You down with that scenario? Yeah, no, for sure. I uh I like that. I feel like I I like the the CIA one for sure. It was a uh, I don't know. Like I I I'm leaning towards he walked away. So that would that has a little bit more of a better storyline to it than the rest where it's like, yeah, CIA, why not? Yeah. Not not just like, hey, I've just been wandering around, came back to here did this you know maybe maybe he's living on the hobo trail you know yeah i mean yeah. it could be could be because yeah. I, I guarantee you they use internet cafes <laughs> <laughs> yeah well yeah. that could be your reason 
He yeah. came back into town, jumped off the train. Yeah. Saw his dad had died. It's like, oh shit. Damn. Yeah. Love you, pops. Yeah. Jump back on the train. Out he goes. Yeah. Into the great wild yonder. That's right. <laughs> well, if you just happen to find yourself out in a great wild yonder and you're looking for some soberless thoughts, you can find all soberless thoughts on every social media. Uh, you can find it on Facebook. You can find it on Instagram. All that is going to be at soberless thoughts. You can also go to Twitter at think soberless. Uh, don't forget to also uh, like, share, and comment on all posts, all events, everything that is Soberless Thoughts. And uh, if you got any questions, comments, or want to give us a good idea on the episodes or anything like that, uh, feel free to email us at soberlessthoughts at gmail.com. If you see a guy over on the corner and you think he's lonely, go up to him and you say, hey, buddy. You okay? And he says, Yeah, I'm all right. It's like, hey, you wouldn't happen to be Brian Schaefer, would you? <laughs> yeah. And he'd be like, nah, man, I'm not Brian Schaefer. I'm like, oh, okay. Just just wanted to make sure. By the way, have you ever heard of this podcast called Serverless Thoughts? Check it out. Serverlessthoughts.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd be like, Man, you know what happened to me? I, I found myself inside the skillet. And I tried to, I tried to stay cheesy, and uh, and I tried to keep it greasy. That's right. But then I just had to flip on out. You had to. We're <laughs> <laughs> some mystery to me. We have agreed. We have agreed And you think you have to want more than you need Until you have it all, you won't be free Society, you're a crazy breed I hope you're not lonely without me Want more than you have, you think you need And when you think more than you want, your thoughts begin to bleed I think I need to find a bigger place Cause when you have more than you think, you need more space Society, you're crazy breed Hope you're not lonely without me Society, crazy and deep Hope you're not lonely without me
There's those thinking more, less, less is more But if less is more, how you keeping score? It means for every point you make your level drops Kinda like you're starting from the top And you can't do that, society crazy breed I hope you're not lonely without me society crazy and deep I hope you're not lonely without me society have mercy on me I hope you're not angry I disagree Society Crazy and deep I hope you're not lonely